Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Kim Hickey, and joining me are my wonderful colleagues and uh, friends, Mr. Jason Patel and Jeff Berman. And happy to have you, gentlemen, on here. We just kind of got scolded a little bit because we didn't read the instructions, and the rightfully so, we didn't do what we tell our our clients and members to do or our children or anything else. We just did whatever. So talk about brutal that. honesty. My God. Brutal honesty. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> my 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 listeners know I am I'm brutally honest and uh, don't have any problems throwing myself under the bus. And so lesson learned and it, it kind of interesting because you think about here's what we do all day long and and the things and then if we didn't follow um our own stuff, which could have been pretty simple. And uh, so kind of funny, a good, good eye opener and a uh, little bit of a reminder that that's oh, it's always the basics, right? You always go back to the basics, like reading instructions and reading emails that people take the time to send to you. So there's that. So today, if you listened to last last episode, Jason and I were chatting about the Swifties effect on... Oh. Uh, football and so hopefully this is the end of all of this and uh kansas city will be put in their place next week and then we don't have to hear about that anymore of of over there so another week of torture well did you guys see the memes that are going around and it's that what's a pencil tucky phil what's the groundhog it's a ponce uh yeah it's not pencil tucky it's ponce (laughs) ponce something like that yeah, pencil <laughs> I don't know the Ponsatani, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the name groundhog. of the town. It's the name of the town, I think. Okay, oh, so okay. the groundhog that tells you if there's, you know, whatever more weeks of winter. There's been a bunch of memes, and people were very clever with photoshopping, and they they put a picture of Taylor Swift holding Phil, and when when Kansas City won, they said, "Oh, pe- pencil tucky, whatever." <laughs> Phil said, two more weeks of Taylor Swift." So I I thought that was clever. So. <laughs> Oh my! So off of Taylor's list, so I, I want to talk about, and and I promise you, every time they're on, we won't be speaking about football. But there's just <laughs> so much going on in the games and the and the stands and the behaviors of the players that there's so many business lessons in there. So so let's start with the the Lions, the the crushing defeat of the lions jeff i know you're a huge football fan so why don't you give us <laughs> i thought you were going to be honest with your group because <laughs> as soon as you start speaking they're going to know that that's it's BS. not yeah yeah okay yeah so um yeah i'm not 
a huge sports fan in general, to be honest. But this last year, I become more of a sports fan because my girlfriend is into college football. Sorry, she's a Michigan fan. And that was this was a nice Oof. year for Michigan. So anyway, that aside, I watched all the games and my daughter who lives with me, her boyfriend who also lives with me, is very into NFL. So the games are on all the time. So I, it's kind of like become a bit of you know, my life a little bit. I can. So you're a de facto football fan. I I don't claim to be an expert in any way. And I certainly don't want to talk football because that's not going to go well, but I can tell you, just tell you a little story. I told, I'll tell you the same story I told you guys, which is, you know, when the lions were playing in the beginning of the game, I wasn't watching the game. I was doing other stuff. And, you know, about, you know, midway through the second quarter, they were crushing it. And I looked at Adam and I said, you know, what's going on? He said, oh my God, Lions are going to win this game. This game's over. It's over. There's no chance that they can lose. And then a few hours later, I come back and I see the 49ers are well on top. And I said, what happened? He's like, I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's horrible. I said, but you said they couldn't lose. Yeah. Well, I said, is it as bad as the Ravens? He said, worse. (laughs) So, so, you know, and we talked about this. It's funny. He said to me, and this is where I think you're headed, Kim. He said to me that, you know, this is what they've been doing all season, that they've been running the ball when they should have been kicking the ball. And they had a lot of opportunities for field goals that they let slip by. Again, I didn't see it. That's what he's telling me. And um, that, you know, on fourth down, instead of, you know, doing what they needed to to stay on top and maybe get a few extra points, they actually ended up losing the ball and losing points as a result of it. Now, the rumor is from him is that this is what they just do. This is what they do. Now, one could argue that, well, they got this far with it. Can't be that bad. But I guess I would argue just because what you're doing got you here doesn't mean it's going to get you here. Right? Exactly. So, you know, you guys probably know more about the sport and what happened than I do. This is my limited version of what I saw in my discussion. But clearly to me, they've got to rethink their strategy and they've got to look at doing something different. And in business, isn't that what happens? We get so stuck in what we've done that's worked. And, you know, in their case, maybe it worked well against other teams, but in this situation, probably should have been a little bit different. And they didn't go that route. So they lost. Well, thank you for your recap. So just you saying that football is on all of the time, it tells me that you are not a fan because there's only certain days and there's that. (laughs) All of the time that they're watching. When they have the TV on, it's either Love Island, which is ridiculous. Love Island? What? That's a whole whole other show, Jeff. We're not getting into Love Island. That's a whole other show. You know, speaking of shows, I've been getting – PT on my ankle today and there's a young therapist and and they're yelling across to everybody and and all the other therapists well you know you're trying to get your stuff done and she starts yelling across about her new favorite show is people dating inmates and then she watches they meet for the first time and I'm thinking to myself how is, up with this? how is how is that even a show but but <laughs> here's the business lesson in this Everything speaks, Jeff. You're a, you're a huge one about that. You're always on stage. When when whatever kind of business you have, please don't be yelling crazy things across or other stuff. Like people are in there working and trying to do it, and it's good of fun and and whatever. But it was very and every all of us picked our heads up at once. Like, what is she talking about? Who would want to? So anyway, 
All right, sidetrack, sidetrack on that. So, 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 Jason, what was your take on and and lessons in in the game? We'll we'll start. I don't know if we'll be able to get to the Ravens game today, but for <laughs> yeah. sure the Lions. Well, well, uh, just based off of what Jeff said, right? With the whole "what got you here won't get you there" and adapting, pivoting strategies as a business, right? So NFL is a business at the end of the day. It is. So they scary. they took that exact same thing, right? They saw what was working. They adapted their strategy in terms of Taylor Swift, right? So the reports are finally coming out where she has brought $330 plus million of revenue to the NFL. Just in the, and she's only been there for the what, last, what, three months? Maybe two, three months, if that. So they took that strategy. That's why you see her pop up on the screen every five minutes. Any, anytime, anytime something happens, she pops up. So NFL took that and they adapted and they made it happen. So as far as the Lions go, they didn't adapt the strategy. Now, obviously, their aggressiveness worked for them most of the season, and they continued on with that. And of course, there's always what well, could have, should have, would have, right? I mean, there could have been other uh, other options. They could have done other things. But at the end of the day, they chose what they did, and they owned it, right? The the coach at the end, he said that this might have been our only shot. He said that to the players, which I don't think that's probably a good idea to say after you oh, lost, Let us but. not forget to talk about that. I mean, talk about the worst Wait. motivational speech. Wait, I don't want to interrupt you, Jason, but I got to ask you something. Is it true that the Lions have like not been there in like four billion years or something? And this was like oh, yeah. an, an amazing is, yeah. opportunity that if you're a Lions fan, you're looking at going, oh, my God, I can't believe they just squandered that. Is that is that a reality? I don't know. It's a, yeah, what first, first time in forty something years they were to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous how long they waited to get to this place just to see their coach, literally their coach, blow it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But you're fine, I mean, and that's exactly what we're getting at, right? So he could have a, a, he could have changed strategies, but he still owned it at the end of the day, right? And this is something as, as a business owner, you have to understand that there are consequences to your decisions, whether they end up being good or bad. If you didn't make the changes, you can't complain about it later and blame it on other factors when you have to look at yourself first. Excellent points. One of, one of the things we always talk about from a great leader is how do they conduct themselves when they're not winning, right? And so everybody, I don't want to say tolerate, everybody was very excited about their moxie and these bold decisions and choices and all because they were winning. And the second that they didn't win, it, it was a full-on attack because that's the way life is, right? So how a leader conducts themselves after, and he did own it, but you you just alluded to the fact that he pretty much said, like, this might have been our only chance, and I blew it, and I own it, and kind of suck it up, too bad it's done. I, I didn't see, probably for me, the remorse I would have liked to have seen of, of a listen. I had all of these people's futures, dreams, hopes the fans, the city of Detroit, like all of it, there wasn't any, to me, humbleness. It was like, I, I did it, it's done, whatever. So some might call that bold, some might call that great, but I think his players at the end of that game needed to hear a little bit something else other than we, we probably blew our only shot or I, I forgot the exact words that, that he used. So he, here's one of the things, and there's so many parallels to business and that's why I, I just love with sports. They, they, Jeff, you are not a, a football fan and, and you said, what were they doing with the ball? I said that they were um, trying to run the ball when they should have kicked it. 
So if you're an opponent and every week you're watching the films, you're watching the movies and you see and and every single week that that team plays and all they do is try to run the ball, what what is your first thing as their opponent going to be? And as a coach of the opposing team, what is your first plan of action going to be? Well, if if I know that's how they play and that's what they do every time, then I'm going to set up my team in a way that's going to do everything possible to hold them back and not make that play work. Fourth down, I get the ball, right? Whatever happens, I get the ball. And if I can do that on, you know, the 20-yard line and I can be in the end zone in a couple of plays, win or win or win or chicken dinner, right? So exactly. I, I don't know. I didn't see it, but that's what I'm imagining. Happening. So I think there, yeah, there's a consistent, there's a difference between being consistent in, in business and in whatever you're doing. Right. And then being so set in your pattern that it's readable and anybody could come and do it. That's why we do SWOT analysis and other things, right. From a business is to say, where can other people attack us? If a competitor was to come in on my street, across the street and whatever, how, 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 how could they attack us? And if you're doing the same thing all the time without any kind of strategy or changing or anything, it's so easy for a competitor to, to take you out, right. And to know where your weaknesses are and where your things are. And so I I just, it, it fascinated me that there wasn't a bigger thinking or strategy in mind to say, listen, everybody for all year, we're known for doing this. So I'm going to throw this thing in and I'm going to change it up and we're going to shock the hell out of everybody because they're not going to expect it. And, and at what point, I think part of this too was the ego. I think the ego of just keep resting on your laurels saying, here's what got us here. Here's what got us here. And, and I probably should have started this all out of saying they did amazing things this year. <laughs> amazing players. I mean, they did amazing things that what they did for the city of Detroit, for the state, for their fans, for amazing. And I hope every single one of them holds their head very high, but as a coach, as a leader, as the person in charge, you have to get out of your own head and your ego and be strategic and make decisions that sometimes you got to change things up. And I think it was just such a shame like to, to, to just watch that unfold. And of course, for all of us to be able to sit back in our lounger and eating barbecue <laughs> ribs and uh, whatever else I was having and, and pick apart. But it, it's just, I look at everything from a, uh, you guys know, if I go to the grocery store, if I anywhere, I'm like, What's the business strategy? How could they improve this? What, what can I learn from what they're doing? And holy cow, it just, there were so many things, so many, so many things. So here's a question. Do you think it's reasonable to think that somewhere along their, their um, season that other people might have said to this particular coach, I don't even know what the coach's name is, but to this particular coach. Van Campbell. Okay, thank you, Van Campbell. Hey, Van, maybe you want to change the strategy. Oh, Dan. Dan. I'm sorry. Dan. Dan. I, told you, I don't know. Tunny, right? Pencil Ducky Phil. <laughs> pencil Ducky Dan. Okay. So, <laughs> so Dan, you know, maybe you want to change your strategy for the next game. Maybe you want to think about this. Maybe you want to think about that. And what was Dan maybe doing? No, no, we're good. I got it. And so that's exactly what happened. If you think about that from a business standpoint and, you know, what leaders tend to do, the truth is, is that, yes, he stood up from what you said. I didn't watch it, but he took responsibility. But did he really take responsibility? Did he say, you know what? I knew better. I should have listened to Jimmy and I should have listened to Billy. And, I, you know, they had a better idea and I didn't. You know, to me, that's responsibility, not 
yeah, yeah, well, we blew it. Sorry. You know, that, that's not responsibility. Respond, and so what I'm getting at is this. Many leaders listening to this might be in that position, and they may be in a place where they've maybe not listened to advice that later they went, you know what, that was probably something I should have paid attention to. And so if that was true, then it's okay to screw it up. It's okay to lose that championship game, knowing what I know now, learning what I've learned to apply to next time so that maybe I got a better shot at doing something different. And so as leaders, I'm, what I'm suggesting is don't be afraid to fail. Just don't be closed off to the, to the idea that you failed and see what you can do to not fail or better yet, fail less next time. <laughs> Well, let's, let's kind of rein this back in a little bit to the automotive side too, right? So post-COVID, almost the automotive industry as a whole, a lot of our shops that we coach, everybody's just amazing growth, right? And now we're kind of coming off of that to the point where that does not, it's not going to get you where you need to go from here. And people are on autopilot and they're just, oh, we don't need to do that much marketing. Everybody's just been coming to us, opening up their wallets. We're good. Right. So that, that's what we've been seeing. And now we're trying to pivot from that. And as coaches, as you know, as leaders, you have to be able to recognize this change, especially when people are telling you that's coming. And then if you don't do anything with that information, then you are setting yourself up like Dan Campbell, which might be a year from now, might be two years. Pencil might be tucky years. Dan. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, and you have people like I, I, you know, when you are a leader, you have people relying on you and you're responsible for them. So as a shop owner, a business owner, a team, a head coach, you you have people that are that are trusting in you. They're following you and trusting that you're going to take all of the information you have, all of your experience, all of your skills, you're going to meld it all up together and you're going to come up with the best strategy and the best game plan for everybody. And, and people are not doing that. I right now have been seeing all over talk about people not having appointments, not marketing used to be for hairstyle after COVID you couldn't get in. Like if you missed your hair appointment, it was, gosh, four or five months for, they were like, nope, we're booked. We're booked. We're booked. Now all of a sudden everybody's, oh, I have this opening on Instagram. I have this, I have this opening. I have this opening. I've ever, I've never seen that, but people are kind of caught up with all their stuff they're not doing. And now they're, they're tightening the purse strings a little bit, all, all that uh, income that they were just blowing because of whatever kind of things they were getting. And they had money saved up from not going out. And, you know, we've been talking about it for a couple of years saying, here's what the trends are. Here's what's happening. This is what's going to happen. Might not be happening to you now, but it's going to be within the year. And everybody was like, no, that's not going to be here. We're booked out or whatever, you know, and, and here it is what's happening. And, and the basics, because we got so used to in every business, every restaurant, every hair salon, every, everywhere, people coming in and saying, take my money, please, to now having to actually sell again, which is, is a problem because, we're resting on our laurels and we got used to doing things the way we've been doing, as you said. And Jeff, who's like, I know you want to say something. Nope, Jeff. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I want to give you a chance, Kim. <laughs> it's crazy. You got to just if there isn't anything else you take away from this, you have to understand you have to be strategic and it's OK to do 
what you know best. It's it, all of that is great. It's okay to fail. It's okay to whatever, but use the information you have and surround yourself with advisors. And that's the thing, like Jeff, you said about with Dan Campbell, I, with the NFL and the team owners and the money that is involved in the billion dollar industry of, of the NFL, you can be sure there are multiple advisors and people saying, Hey, look, all the statisticians of, you know, how many people have run, you know, teams won running uh, games and the Super Bowls and the play. Like there are facts and figures and data and information everywhere to look at. Jeff, what are you seeing in class? Well, before I go there, I want to just respond to something you just said, which I think is interesting. You know, if you think about where when teams, just any team, doesn't matter what the sport is, if the team fails, who's the first person to get fired? The leader, the manager, the leader. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in this particular case, and I'm not suggesting that Dan is going to get fired. I don't know. Right. But I'm sure there's some talk about there was a lot of uh, switch up. I don't know enough about it, but I can say from the management leadership perspective that we're talking about here is that if that leader learned a lesson and said to whoever is responsible for, you know, allowing him to keep his job, said, look, I made some bad decisions. We had a good season up till that point. I see where I'm, I screwed up and can do this better. I, I know we can have a better season next year and approach it that way as opposed to, yep, well, you know, that's what you paid me to do. That's what you hired me to do. I did my job. And if, if that's where the line is, which manager is more or less likely to keep their job? That would be my question. And I think the word humility, a humble falling on your own sword, owning your own crap, you know, really, truly setting an example for what it is to own it and to recognize that nobody's perfect just because you're at the top. Nobody expects you to be perfect. So the example that you're setting is... I think the NFL ownership would disagree with you, but go ahead. Look, there's a lot of good, good coaches that don't get results because... There's a lot of good coaches that get results, right? So, you know, th- these are the best, supposedly the best of the best. And so, you know, I, my, my only point is, is that if you want people to follow, if you want to create a team, you have to be willing to admit you're a failure too. We all are. And I think that's where it becomes very difficult. I, I look, you know, say what you want about Michigan. I've, I've actually studied that a little bit. I don't know if you notice all the stickers on their helmets and all that. That's a whole leadership thing, right? And it's all about culture. And, you know, if it's the whip all the time and not community, it's not going to get you very far. It'll get you somewhere. It might get you here, but it's not going to get you here. That's my only point. That was a pretty big point. It was a big point. Jason, (laughs) what are are your thoughts on, with following up on what Jeff said, how much trust and faith do you think the players are going to have in in, in Dan next year? And that really depends on, the whole relationship as a whole, right? So we, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. So of course, there's a lot of things that are probably said that Dan did. Well, everything this. on the internet's true, Jason. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, of course. What, yeah, of course. I mean, of course. That is true. Yeah. Well, with that being said, though, I mean, if I had a leader that failed me once, I would give a benefit of a doubt. Yes, the doubt starts going a little bit, right? So you have a little bit. But if it happened again, even if it was not at this grand of a stage, that's when things really start falling apart. So yeah, right now we've got a little sliver of doubt probably in, in as, as it is in the fans, in the team as well. 
but as it goes on, it depends on how he moves from here. So I know the, the golden saying is learn from your mistakes. So I, I think it'd be pretty hard to swallow as a player of that one, just that, you know, there were so many opportunities in that game, but one of them, we won't get all into details about it when he should have went for the field goal. But I mean, to know that they lost by three, you know, like that, how do you not, just as a human being, how do you not resent that we were right there and we had it and you made us go a, a different way like that. That's really hard to overcome as a leader. And, and you have to have a lot of transparency, a lot of humility, a lot of, of, of that. And, and boy, to build that trust back up again. So let's, let's compare something else to automotive. Um, Jason, I'm going to start with you, Jeff, you talked about it. And I think we mentioned it as well, your son-in-law or future, what your person said they boyfriend. do this all the time <laughs> boyfriend they, they do this all the time they come out they're solid the first half of the game and then something happens so we see that a lot in in the automotive industry in any business the first half of the month's great the first half of the week is great the first half of the day is great the first half of a whatever so what what kind of things can we do to have that consistency and not just have me like oh this always happens when we order a part from here this always happens when we take in a Kia or that kind of thing to, to how do you make those changes? So it's not always, this is always what happens. And I think this really comes down to the point of, are you actually paying attention? Right? So we know if we look historically in any business, you're going to have some kind of a, a map, a guideline that these months, these weeks, we have these issues. This is how you develop a marketing calendar. First of all, right? You're looking at those big events or whatever. You based off of that. Now, when it comes to just technicians, I'll, I'll talk more about the technician side of things. Technicians, if they're if their pay is very one, one of the biggest things that all technicians care about. Now, when their pay is based on how they're working, right? So let's say their flat rate. Flat rate is a big one. Is we're phasing that out slowly as an industry, but that's still that's still there. So if you're doing really well one week, and that paycheck is going to look really really nice. Right. So now the next week, you're going to feel like, all right, I can let off a little bit. I don't need to go that, you know, I don't need to be that efficient. I can be a little bit less. I can be more calm. So that second week, now we have a, a, a valley, right? So then peaks, valleys, peaks, valleys. So how do you adjust that? How, how can you make a change? Now, there's a lot of ways to do it. You either change the way that's motivating them. You change a, a type of process that you have in place, how you're delegating. So there's so many ways to go about it. It really just comes down to the leader. What are you more comfortable with? That's where the transparency, that's where understanding your team is very important. So for the football analogy for Lions, did Dan Campbell feel out how his players were feeling about this after that first attempt that went wrong? Second time it came up, did we have that kind of a communication with the team or did we just go on based off what we already know? Excellent. Look at Jeff's like, boy, I'm going to start getting into this football thing. There's a lot of good <laughs> stuff in here. Well, you know, the last thing you said, Jason, really is football, right? I mean, I've always said that if you skip the entire game and tune in the last 15, 20 minutes, you're going to see the best part of the game. Why is that? Because that's when time and score matter most, right? Parkinson's law. That's exactly what it is, right? We're at the end of this and we are running out of time and we're either ahead and we want to stay there or we're behind and we want to get there, right? So my strategy should be different. 
And from what it sounds like we're all talking about, for in the case of the Lions, they never changed their strategy, right? They they stuck with the same thing. And you know, you you I look. I don't watch football, but when I do, <laughs> I do see that. I see that as the game comes to an end, the game is played differently. When the clock first starts, we throw it, we kick it, we run it, we this, we that, we drop it, we pick it up, we fumble it, you know, we whatever, right? Like, I don't know if you ever heard. Um, I, I need I need you to be a, wait, wait. a, a, a commentator one did, night. Did you Wednesday. ever hear Andy Griffith talk about football back in like 1950? When he talks about a cow pasture and he says, the object of the game is to get from one end to the field to the other without getting knocked down or stepping in something. It's hilarious. All right. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's called what it was was football. You should definitely listen to it. It's amazing. But, but my, my point is, is that every game I would ever see up until this game, I didn't really see this game, but the strategy changes. That's what, that's what halftime is all about. You know, taking the time to discuss strategy, what are we going to do different in the second half? So to your point, Kim, you know, if the first half of my day was great, what am I going to do to stay there? If the first half of my day wasn't so great, what am I going to do to make it up? When do we have that that halftime conversation, quarter time conversation, whatever it may be, to be able to say, okay, this is where we are. What are we going to do to improve it? How are we going to stay there? And, you know, to me, you got five days in a week, assuming you're not working on a weekend. Those are your five quarters, if you will, five fifths. But, you know, each one of those is a new strategy session at the start of the next day. Right. And so if it's just, oh, you met your goal, you're fine. But I could have done way better. That's not acceptable. Absolutely not. And it really comes down to. What's the expectation? And, and as Jason says, are we really paying attention? So, so we're gonna you you bring up another excellent point, and then we're gonna we're gonna end on on this next little segment. Do you think that when they went into the locker rooms, both of the teams, and the Lions were way ahead, that somebody somewhere in the Niners locker room said? What we're doing is not working. So you better get in there and start doing something different, right? And 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 Brock Purdy, right? Is it Brock Purdy? Yep. Brock Purdy is not typically a, a quarterback that runs, right? He's not. Yep. This was the first time I've ever really seen him, I think, and all the time he's been playing. Actually, like he just, it was almost like he, he said, listen, San Francisco. I don't know. Is San Francisco. Yeah, okay. he, it was almost like, he's like, you know what you guys, I'm just going to do this by myself. Now I'm, I had enough of waiting on all of you to help and I, I'm just going to do it. And everybody was like, where's this kid been all year? And, and you know, with it, because it was like, he changed his strategy. He did something he's never done. No one was expecting it. No one was well, expecting and also, it. To, to build off of that throughout the season, Everybody has kind of he's he's achieved the nickname game manager. They don't see people don't see him as a very good uh, quarterback, but they see him as better game manager. But he kind of proved that and he took it another step further this past weekend where he was still a game manager, but he also made big moves and he took I wouldn't say a full on risk, but he made strategic decisions based on what happened in the first half. 
he pivoted. He yeah, he pivoted, he adjusted. Because do you think that Brock Purdy would have changed his game like that in the second half if they were up 17 or whatever it was or 20 before the the, the halftime? No, he would have kept going the way he was going. And who who allowed this to happen, right? Somebody had to believe in him because he's not doing this. So the guy behind the scenes, the manager's going, Yeah, man, go for it. Let's see what you got. I know you can do this. Not you know, oh no, no, that's not going to work, right? And I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's a difference between a leader who's a micromanager, and a leader who's inspiring and and really values the opinion of their people because you can see it in the team. I don't care what team it is, you can see it in the team. And my guess is, again, I don't know, but it sounds to me like Dan's more along the lines of the micromanager kind of leader, making decisions against what the team might want. Versus what I'm hearing the San Francisco manager might be. I know that um, Jim Harbaugh is not like that with with Michigan. A lot of the decisions the team makes, you know, that that does a lot for their buy in on what they're doing and their humbleness about whether it works or not, as opposed to now everyone in in Detroit can just point at the manager. Right. And he he asked for it. Win, lose, or draw, I mean, that's they're pointing point. at the manager. Yep. But even if it was a team effort, they're still going to point at him. But at the end of the Different, day, though. he won't feel as bad. And, and yeah. you know what? And if, if, if he was more of a team manager, he would be more humble in how he would have yep. responded to it. That's how you know. Jeff, I, I'm tasking you this week with an assignment. I want you to watch. I don't speech. want to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I, I want you to watch this speech, Dan's speech, and tell me from from someone that teaches leadership class. Okay, what, I'll do what, that. I'll do that. What you what you think of that? Well, well, thank you very much for joining me, and I, and I Are promise to everybody. This is not going to be every single week that we're talking about football, but there's just so much dang stuff between marketing and leadership and all the past few weeks that we, we need at least another credit. hour. Come on. Well, football football's on all the time. So <laughs> yeah, it's on all the time, twenty four seven. It's on. Yeah. So and then Jeff, you'll be happy to know there's a new what would you call it, Jason? A minor football league that's going to be starting in March, and The Rock is uh, kind oh, of the spokesperson and part this. owner for. So yes. so there, you will have more. More football. Oh, goody. Using the word football. More ways loosely. to take our money. Good. We'll, I like that. We'll 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 we'll. <laughs> Jeff, in closing, anything you want to leave? No, I'm just sad we're done. This was so much fun. All right. Well, thank you, Jason. Oh, clearly you didn't have as much fun as I did. Okay. (laughs) No, I did. And I'm I'm trying to think about where we can get together and watch a game together and have you narrate it and do the commentary for it because I, I, I need this in my life of you explaining it about running through the field and don't fall in cow, yeah. cow <laughs> okay, That's your homework. If I'm going to watch the speech, you have to listen to, it's a record recording. I'm sure it's online. You have to listen to Andy Griffith. What Let me get out was, my big troller. It's called what big it was, troller. was football. That's, that's the title. What it was, was football. It's okay. three I'm minutes. Watch that too. All right. Is it as good as who's so, on first? Better. It's hilarious. Uh, nothing's better than who's on first. Jason. <laughs> My main takeaway from today would be that you have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to adapt. And life is about strategy. Everything else is about strategy, too. Of course, you have to have time for fun, but you also have to look back, see what decisions are being made and pay attention. That's the biggest thing. Pay attention. 
Love it. Thank Can I really you. have Probably. a turn? I pretended not to really give a thing. Can I really have a turn? Yes. Okay. Other than having a absolute blast. With the <laughs> 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 I want to say that I never ever thought there was I knew there were parallels between football and business but I didn't realize there were so many and I want to thank you Kim for bringing that to the to my attention and helping me see this a little bit more I mean this was cool I mean there is a lot to gain from this I've kind of separated myself from sports because it's become so much about money and less about the sport really I was always I was a big sports fan for because me. business isn't about money it's all about the fun so yeah, yeah. It, this was different for me I, I took a there was an event that really hit me in the heart many years ago but anyway long story short I I absolutely want to thank you for that. And, and I think that anyone listening to this hopefully can see some parallels in their lives about where really where we can do better in, in our own business, heck with our own families for that matter, right? Just from what we've learned in what we see every day. And in this example, sports. Well, thank you. My takeaways are, again, I, I need to watch a sporting event with you and have you do the running commentary and and i'd like jason there to support me so him and i can look at each other and go what did he just say is it a zoom <laughs> date is that what it is <laughs> i don't know i i i don't know and and i think the other thing for me besides the strategy and all of that is that you have to remember you know what got you here will get you there there's a book with that title there you know when you get to one million dollars in business whatever in sales all the things you did to get you to a million dollars is not what's going to get you to two million dollars. It, it doesn't. It you have to change your strategy. And and part of being a leader, a CEO, whether you're a leader of your family, a CEO of your family, a a, a team, a, a a business, you have to be strategic and you have to look. And sometimes you got to do things up. I'm not saying don't be consistent, don't do the things you excel in, don't do what's really working, but. Obviously, if something's not working and, and think about how others view you, right? Do a SWAT on your business because look for those areas. If you're running the ball all the time or if you're not running the ball, the other team's going to know. Your competitors know exactly what you do all the time if they're coming after you. So be aware of where those things are so that you can kind of adjust and pivot a little bit. So Boy, thank we you could both. have a whole podcast just about that. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's not just business either, right? It's you're, you're the leader of your own life. So it works for that too. That's why I like to tell people, you're not the boss of me. Jeff and I do that back and forth a lot. Huh. But you are the boss of me. Well, yeah, <laughs> technically. And if I just fine. ask you. you're Me too. <laughs> <laughs> she is actually my and, boss. And so, oh, I didn't mean actually. I meant like mentally, right? You know, <laughs> but she is actually my boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And next time we're back, we'll have a therapist here. Dr. Phil will be t will be joining us to uh, figure out these dynamics. And um, <laughs> everybody, stay safe and make good choices. And and uh, we'll be back next week or two Thank weeks, you. I guess. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. I had a great time. Everybody, have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. 
If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.